0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Periodics Enlightenment podcast. Today, we're doing a new season, which is Mental Health Awareness podcast. My name is Juliette, and this is Kennedy. Hello. So today we'll be chatting just, you know, basic questions kind of about mental health awareness. Um, And uh, so Kennedy is from Edmonton, and she just recently finished her degree in psychology at Grant McEwen. When she has time outside of that of her studies, she stays up to date in the field by attending webinars and courses that focus on mental health. And she also has her mental health first aid and is going to school or is hoping to go to school or go to grad school to become a registered psychologist. And outside of her education, she likes to binge watch Netflix, as we all do, (laughs) Uh, read and then loves on every animal possible, especially her two kitties. Yes. (laughs) So perfect. Um, So let's let's get started. So what advice would you like to give someone who is living with any type of mental illnesses?
1: First and foremost, I would say just give yourself grace, you know, like you're not less of a person because you suffer with a mental illness or you're struggling in a time where like, it's pretty self explanatory to be struggling right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I would I know it's really scary at first and you being vulnerable just is not natural for humans. Like we don't like to expose ourselves. Um, but I would say like connect with people. Um, like I know it's cliche, but you are not alone. Lots of people deal with it. I deal with it. I still struggle with anxiety. Um, I had really bad depression in the past. Um, yeah, I think just be gracious with yourself um try to connect with supports there's lots of resources out there um if you have friends or family or just confide in someone that you trust um and then one day like me you can maybe use your past experiences for a new path Mm -hmm. yeah
0: for sure what would you say I'm going to just throw this question out there coming after like what you would just mention. What would you say if someone feels like they're completely alone and they don't really have anybody to reach out to?
1: Yeah, um, so with social media, especially right now, like even this podcast, there are groups on like Facebook. You can go on Instagram and follow people that share the same experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my Instagram, I've had people reach out to me. I don't know them. I've never met them but it doesn't matter to me, you know, like we're all people, we all experience things. Um, I would say kind of expose yourself to environments where that's kind of the norm. And then eventually it kind of feels more natural. You might gain the courage to reach out to someone. Um, You might gain the courage to get help. Um, Yeah, I think just kind of surround yourself with similar people and similar topics.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I think Facebook's a great place. They always have groups for tons of different sorts of oh, yeah. arenas. No, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. like, for example, you know, there's Edmonton plant pages and that's yeah. a, it's just a simple type in, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good tidbit. So what are some incredible resources one can lean to when they're looking for support?
1: Yeah, so if you are ready to make the step and getting a psychologist, or going to therapy, I've turned a lot of my friends onto this website called psychologytoday.com. You can look up psychologists in your area, but the really cool thing is you can filter out certain fields, so you can filter if you want someone to focus on anxiety, or depression, or grief, or eating disorders, and then it kind of narrows it down for you, because I know it can be overwhelming when you go on Google, and you just look up psychologists in Edmonton like yeah that doesn't help (laughs) so (laughs) website I find and you can um, like find a price range that works for you or places that accept certain insurance so I think that's the main main thing and another thing people don't know about I find is a lot of clinics offer student psychologists Mm -hmm. so they're under the supervision of like a registered psychologist um but they're a lot cheaper i know some places you can get a session for 20 dollars, so it's a little more affordable than 180 dollars per session that's fantastic so, yeah if you just call around clinics and ask if they offer student psychologists or sliding scales it definitely helps in being able to find something
0: sliding scales what is that
1: sliding scale so they take your income your gross household income okay and if it's below a certain point they'll adjust their um price for your session
0: okay amazing that's really good to know yeah that's fantastic yeah and so what is one common myth about mental like mental illnesses that you would like to debunk
1: (laughs) there's so many um you can see a
0: few if you'd like that's totally fine yeah
1: I think the main one kind of irritates me a lot is when people say I'm not going to go to a psychologist I'm not at my lowest point like I can get through this on my own or psychotherapy is only for crazy people. You know, like when you think of crazy, essentially you're thinking of erratic behavior, someone who's going like out of their mind, but someone who is able to look within themselves and admit and understand that they need help and they want to work on themselves for the better. Mm -hmm. That's not an erratic decision. That's something that takes strength and courage. And yeah, so I just think, you do not have to be at your lowest mm-hmm. at all. Um, I always tell my friends, you know, you could be the strongest, smartest, healthiest human on the entire planet. You would still benefit from a psychologist or therapy in general. Yeah. And then another one, I think that irritates me a lot is saying that people with mental illness are violent. Um, that's definitely not the case. Uh, the general public is actually three to five times more likely To be violent than someone with a mental illness. So, you know, that kind of feeds into the stigma of where people don't want to associate themselves with someone who's mentally ill because they're going to, you know, erupt in a violent behavior. But chances are that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's also really good to know. I didn't know that ratio as well. Yeah. And I agree with the psychology and, um, our counselors it, it's yeah it seems like a very bad stigma and it always I mean it's like reaching out for any sort of help is always scary but absolutely yeah but it's just taking the first steps to recognizing hey like maybe this person that I can reach out to has more more um oh tools in their tool belt to help me and they can yeah. you know let me borrow their tools and and then I can eventually have those tools in my tool belt
1: exactly and I, I also find um like reaching out to someone, yeah, it's awkward and scary. Mm -hmm. But like when I so I went to a psychologist in the past when my dad passed away. Um, And, you know, like, yeah, it's scary. It's awkward. You don't want to do it. You want to think you can get through these things on your own. But then I thought nothing can feel worse than how I feel right now. Nothing, you know, like going to a psychologist. Yeah, that's awkward and whatever. But if that'll help me get to a place where. I can work through this on my own and put me in a like a mental space that's kind of healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, the five sessions where it's awkward is worth it in the end. For sure. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I guess if we kind of look at it in a certain sense, like when you first become friends with someone or when you first start dating someone, it's not the most comfortable, anyways. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're 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 letting yourself be vulnerable to someone you don't know. That's mm-hmm. always going to be scary, but it is worth it because they can work with you and it doesn't even have to be like a registered psychologist, you know, just reaching out to family or friends or someone you trust, just yeah. being able to talk about it and not bottle things up. It definitely yeah.
0: helps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and personally, I would say another tip for that too is to be cautious of which friends or family that you go to, so, you know, make sure yeah. that you're going to someone who understands like, you know, or is aware of maybe where you're at or like mental illnesses, Um yeah. just so that they don't say to you that you're being irrational or like. Yeah.
1: Or it could be worse. Oh yeah. Yeah. One me. <laughs> that one, you know, like you wouldn't tell someone, Oh, other people have it better. I don't think you should be that happy. You know, like you would never say that. So yeah. why would you say, yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't be upset. You know, people have it a lot worse. That doesn't matter. Experience is subjective. It-
0: truly is. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that completely. So can you recommend how one can find a way to create purpose in their days, even something small that can make an impact?
1: Yeah. Right now, this is something I've personally had to kind of work with to find what works for me. Um, right now, especially things are not normal. They're weird. Um, I find For me personally, it might be different for other people, but making to-do lists, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when you are able to cross something off, your brain processes that as a reward. So then you get the dopamine, you feel good. It kind of motivates you to want to do more. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think even if it's something very small, like getting out of bed, brushing my teeth, you might not think that's a big deal. That is a big deal if you're mentally struggling right now for sure. And if you can't find something that you can do, you know, make the goal smaller and smaller and smaller until you can do it. It doesn't matter how small it is. If you can accomplish it, that's an accomplishment.
0: It is fully. Yeah. Yeah. And, and specifically at least one, like the way that I look at it is like scrolling can be so detrimental because before you get out of bed and before you go brush your teeth, you scroll yeah, and the content put on Instagram, Facebook, um, is purposely meant to grab your attention and like these people maybe have made this content like way before so they made this content once a month so maybe that morning they're still lying in bed just like you and they haven't brushed their teeth yet or haven't had a shower and they just post it but because they pre like
1: so you think their life is glorious and yeah yeah
0: yeah i also
1: find again kind of when we were referring back to the friends you're around Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to mm-hmm. monitor what you're exposing yourself to on social media. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about this in my mental health first aid course, but the, the news right now, it sucks. Cause I used to love watching the news, but right now I just can't bring myself to watch it because all it is, is negativity. And you go on Facebook and there's a debate about vaccines and no vaccines. And I've mentally cannot handle it right now. Like I, it's, I have to monitor what I watch, what I surround myself with, um, my psychology Instagram page. I surround myself with a lot of psychologists. Like I follow a lot of clinical psychologists, mm-hmm. um, you know, like really happy accounts or whatever. I find when I need a pick me up, I go to that account because that's kind of what my engagement is geared towards. Yeah. Whereas if I'm on like my personal account it's just a lot of, you know, like influencers who are working out seven times a week. Like that's not me really <clears throat> right now. So I don't want to compare myself to that. So I think for it sure. is. that's also a very good act of self-care, you know, it's kind of it is. watching, being aware of what you're engaging in basically.
0: Yeah. I agree with you 100% for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I had been recommended to do actually by a psychologist was to take a uh, look at everybody that I follow and go through every single person I follow. And if I immediately get like a um, bad feeling in my stomach or like a jealousy, unfollow.
1: Yes, I did that the other, like a month ago. And really? it was the best feeling I have ever had in my entire life. Man, the, the uh. confidence and self-respect I felt was just unmatched. Like it, it was great.
0: Well, you realistically don't owe anybody a follow like that's no. how this works right and no. and also if you're if your personal self needs that time away like you can follow them again in the future but maybe no. right now this isn't the time
1: yeah totally no. yeah yeah you're not signing a contract saying you're <laughs> to follow this person like that's.
0: although not- with social media for sometimes it feels like you are i don't know <laughs>
1: yeah it does but you're not
0: <laughs> but you're not remember guys yeah. you are not yes So what is your advice for family and friends wanting to support their loved ones during these times? And
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one, this one's big for me. Um, When my, so, okay, little backstory in my second year of university, my auntie, dad and grandma passed away within like eight months of each other. (laughs) Yeah. So I was struggling pretty bad. I was working full time, going to school full time. Like I was just, I couldn't handle a whole lot. So I, I was kind of like, okay, right after my dad passed, I think it was still adrenaline and shock. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, if you've ever lost like a loved one, you know, people kind of go back to their normal lives. You know, they don't check in on you, which, which is fine. People are busy, but I found a couple months after my dad passed, I hit like an all time low, like, like it was scary. It was dark. And the reason I was able to get help is because I had family and friends who made me feel comfortable talking to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was a safe space. They were educated on the topics. Like they knew kind of what was happening. So number one, I would say education, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: like if you notice a family member is going through something or they're acting a little weird, research it, you know, like we have a computer literally at our fingertips. It's yeah. not hard to go on the internet. There's lots of credible sources. Um, you know, and just being open, non judgmental, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say you don't have to understand, you don't even have to respect or accept how they're feeling, but you do have to be a safe space for them to go. Like yeah. it's not your experience to feel mm-hmm. <clears throat> or understand, but it is, you know, your not obligation but you know what I mean like so you kind of have to I don't know just be a safe space for them to go to and make them feel comfortable <clears throat> or even if it means driving them to a psychologist appointment running them at bath like there's lots of little things you could do too
0: and it honestly it feels as though the little things matter more sometimes
1: yeah, yeah. my when I was there was one night it was like really dark I was just I could not stop crying I would I downed like a bottle of wine by myself. It was, it was bad, but my friend was on her way to excuse me, a curling competition or something. And she dropped off like chocolate covered strawberries, a card. Yeah. And there was something else, I think a bottle of wine. And like, I'll never forget it. Like that, that was probably a small act for her, but for me, it meant the world. And it reiterated that I have people that care about me, Mm -hmm. you know, even when everything seems like nothing's going right. Yeah. There are people who are there to help you support you while you get help support you while you find yourself out of this dark spot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you completely. And like I just said, yeah, the small things, they, they really do impact for sure. So even, I mean, smiling at someone, when you're walking down the street, that can yeah. make an impact. I'd heard in a podcast about, it was, um, I think it's the Hilton's or it's like a very large hotel chain. <clears throat> I heard this a few years ago and uh, I was a guy who done who worked with, um, the person, people doing studies that at this hotel chain, when you do, like when you smile, I guess, within like 10 seconds of walking past someone, um, I guess what they noticed is that there was a higher um, like a like happiness rate kind of in the hotel because they yeah. would do they would do questionnaires at the end of the hotel and like or the at the end of their stay yeah and it made a huge difference um, just by keeping people's spirits up my smile can go a long ways and unfortunately yeah. oh we have masks hey
1: no I know I was just thinking I There's, was like oh my god I know it's hard but you know, there's a thing called, we have mirror neurons. So Mm -hmm. empathetic people, they find when they see someone crying. So say if you started crying and I started crying, it's because I've mirror neurons. So my neurons are actually mirroring because I'm empathetic towards you. So when you smile, that's like when someone yawns and you yawn, they say yawns are contagious. It's because your brain is processing it as, okay, I need to yawn right now um so when you smile at people that's what happens it, they just automatically smile back even if you know they're not in a good mood but yeah. it definitely lifts their spirits too for sure yeah. yeah awesome and then so the last question
0: that I have for you is about your um mental awareness first aid or mental mental health, mental health first aid. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah so where do you go to get that um because you mentioned that anybody can go and get it you don't need to have a degree for it
1: Yeah. Um, so it's basically like first aid, but it's for obviously mental health. Um, you can just Google mental health first aid in your area or whatever. Um, I Googled mental health first aid Edmonton and a lot of the courses I couldn't attend because I was either at work or like at school. So I found one that was in Toronto and it was 9am Toronto time. So I got up at seven. It was on a Saturday, so I was able to do it, and it was all on the computer. Um, yeah, it was like a webinar, so everyone was recorded. Um, yeah, and they basically just go through ways to s- offer support to someone who's experiencing a mental health decline or a crisis. So you're not there to diagnose. You're not there to offer professional support because you're not a professional, I mm-hmm. assume. Um, but you're there to you know, kind of intervene and support someone before they can get professional help, before professional help can get there. Yeah. yeah. And it's really good to have. I learned a lot, a lot in it. So really
0: good. Okay. Awesome. That's good to know. And that's coming from someone who just finished her psychology degree. So keep that. Yes.
1: Mind. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I told the course instructor, you know, like in psychology, you learn a lot of theoretical things. Mm-hmm. You never really get a situation to apply it too i mean you do but not as often as like one would expect so in this mental health first aid course they give you different scenarios and you kind of have to explain how you would approach it and how you would do it so mm-hmm. yeah it offers a lot of really good information
0: awesome well thank you yeah no I, I really appreciate that i think that i'm going to go take a look at it myself too Absolutely. so where can everybody that's listening um get a hold of you
1: yeah so i have two Instagram accounts. One's more personal. Um, and then one is my like psychology. So if you message me on either one, I would reply. Like I'm not, you only can message me on my one Instagram account, but the Instagram for my psychology, it's at underscore psych student. Um, and there I kind of, you know, educate my followers or have an open up conversation about certain topics or, a lot of involvement and engagement mm-hmm. with my followers. And then my personal account is Ken Chuyo. So it's K-E-N-N-C-H-W-Y-L.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'll be putting those in the link as well at the bottom there, guys. Well, thank you so much, Kennedy. This was fantastic. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, I hope you have a great day and everybody else have a fantastic day. Yeah. And cheers. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.